Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about what's the difference between a 1099 employee and a W-2 employee. Is there a difference in the amount of tax paid? And what happens if you get the classification wrong? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison Rife Martin, CPA. What's going on, Allison? Well, I was thinking it's Valentine's Day, and uh, you know what? Besides getting my usual cho- chocolate and goodies for my husband, I'm thinking everyone should be thinking Valentine's Day tax time. It's a beautiful way to show your love for the IRS by filing the taxes. So, show <laughs> <laughs> so our, so our love for the IRS. Exactly that, right. Isn't that an interesting way to put it? Uh, so we are talking about 1099 employees versus W two employees, which is a really good topic because I still am learning the difference, even though I kind of I understand it. And our conversation beforehand gave me a deeper understanding to the tax perspective of it, but let's, let, let's have that conversation. So, um, so first, like, what is the difference between a 1099 employee and a W-2 employee? And I will say this is an excellent topic today because all t- contractors, uh, non-employee workers who are non-contractors non-contract- who do work for uh, clients, vendors, whomever, should be getting their 1099s now. They were actually dead. The deadline was January 31st. So this is a perfect and timely topic. And I know that in the next couple episodes with Susanna, you'll be talking about workers' comp. So this is a great lead into what she'll be talking about with you. So the difference between a 1099 contractor and a W-2 is really about, from me, from a tax perspective, is how how the tax is calculated uh, on you. So if you're a contractor, 1099 contractor, you are responsible for the payroll, the effectively the payroll taxes, the employee and employer share of FICA and Medicare. So it's rough, it's what's called on your tax return is self-employment tax. Mm-hmm. And it's basically 15.3% of the of the self-employment income that you earned from like the 1099. So if we put the math attached to it, say a, a vendor pays me a hundred bucks. In addition to the income tax that I would have to pay on that $100, I would pay $15.30 of what's called self-employment tax. So am I the contractor really kind of torqued off that I got to pay 15 extra dollars? Heck to the yeah. I would sure love to be qualified as a vendor or as an employee of the vendor that I'm working for. And so most of, most of us who are employees know W-2 is I get a paycheck. Taxes withheld from my pay stub every every pay period, and you know I am my employer provides my salary. My employer pays for the taxes, and then when I file my when I the employee file my tax return, taxes should have already been withheld from my paycheck. So that's really from a tax perspective, that's the difference between the ten ninety nine and the W two. Okay, and so I can imagine a lot of 
a lot of business owners would like to, like you said, pay, pay everybody's 99. What, you know, what, what stops them from making everybody's 99 employee or what's the, you know, what's the, the line in the sand for the folks that enforce the rules? Well, um, the IRS would, has a 10 point list. Um, and if you go to their website, irs.gov, and you would type in 1099 versus employee, they can give you a list of um, what's the difference. And really, it boils down to control. Now, I, as a business owner, wouldn't necessarily want anybody to be an employee because I am responsible for their payroll taxes. I might ultimately become responsible, too, for benefits if that's something that I'm required to provide. So it costs me more to employ you as as an employee, whereas just a contractor, I just pay you and you're responsible for the taxes. But again, it comes down to the IRS and the Department of Labor having this definition of control. So... Um, knowing that I'm not an employment attorney. However, the IRS will scrutinize this and will be, you know, the enforcement of this with the Department of Labor. It basically boils down to, do you provide, do you as the business owner provide the equipment to the employee? Do you provide, do you dictate the hours they work? Do you dictate um, how they do the work? Do you uh, allow them managerial or supervisory or ultimately creative control over the final product that they're giving to you. If you are, then they are most likely an employee. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of, like I said, you know, a lot of business owners will try and work around it. And in the end, employee employees or 1099 contractors, like I said, will get torqued off and, you know, they, they may go to the IRS and say, Hey, (laughs) shouldn't I be an employee? You know? So, um, it's really important uh, to make sure that you as the business owner are doing it right, you know, so that you don't, because I will say the audit and the pain of going through that, if the IRS has a significant look back to your uh, business returns for the prior years beyond what you're imagining and the fines and the penalties are enormous if you don't categorize people properly. I mean, of course we don't want to pay the taxes, but it's the right thing to do to take care of people who work for you. And it's the law. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so let's summarize the taxes. We got to pay taxes on the income. And then we got to pay self-employment tax. Then we maybe even have to pay sales tax. Exactly. And just think if I was the, Jesus. if I was the contractor working on this and let's say my, my marginal tax rate is 20%. Well, then I, my marginal tax rate or my total tax rate just went up to 35.3%. Gosh, dog, at $35 or $35.30 on $100, dang, that's a lot of money. So, I mean, and, and sometimes there's lots of freedom in being a contractor, but if you are doing, you know, regular and recurring work for somebody, there's a lot of advantage to be an employee too. So, you just want to make sure it's you. And, and again, it's not just from the employee, the contractor or employee standpoint, but it's also from the business standpoint, make sure you're doing it right because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Now, now we're going to intentionally veer off topic and I'm going to take Allison somewhere random. So Allison, you're not going to know the answer to this question, but I think, it's, I think it's interesting to just drop this idea out there for the ether because it's the future. Have you ever heard of a decentralized autonomous organization? A DAO, 
No, I, I've, I've heard all of those words not necessarily put together. <laughs> yeah, so so they're, they're like a new way that uh, crypto folks are organizing to basically like create a company. So they're, you know, you remember like, well, you don't remember because you and I were not alive, but I, I remember through history when they created the LLC, it was kind of a revolutionary idea, the corporation. You know, these, these DAOs basically are revolutionary because it's organizing people around work, working towards an idea, but like nobody's employee. They're part of like a, there's, there's no corporation. It's a decentralized, you know, uh, organization. So you and I may come together and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, you know, build this application to make the IRS system, you know, more efficient, more effective. And, um, you know, and then when we're paid, um, to do the contract service, everybody is distributed you know, their portion of the income, you know, relative to their ownership in the Dow. And I'm like, man, that's just going to like F up the IRS. <laughs> They're going to be like, how do we tax this stuff? Wait. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, actually what. I guess everybody with 299 employee, I guess. Right. I was going to say, or if you, or it, then if you and I are in an LLC doing this, actually, if you and I were the owners of that, we would be a partnership. So like our payments would be considered salary, sort of. It's called a guaranteed payment. And it's, again, taxed as self-employment income. But but it, but, it's, but, it, but it's not a, I guess that would be the traditional world application of it because it's not an LLC. It's a, but but I guess if they had, but I was just I was doing it from a comparison standpoint. Yeah, just to I guess kind of so that, that, that would make sense. So so then so then that so then that way being taxed as a partner is that similar as being taxed as, as a ten ninety nine? You're saying if if you're getting regular like what they call a guarantee payment, so yeah, that would be in and and that would be subject to self employment income. Got it, got it, got it. So then, um, so then yeah, that actually would be relatively fair to everybody involved because the IRS gets their money. Uh, there is no business owner. Uh, there are no employees. I mean, I mean you're technically you're a, DAO, you're a business owner by the DAO, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I keep thinking about how all the kids are getting, are like just making the lives of the government hell because they're like creating all these new stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and you just sit there and think, I don't know. I don't even know what to sit there and say. I think that the IRS has a really tough job Again, the the revenue and everybody thinks it's all their fault that the you know all the tax bills are such that we got to pay all this extra money, but in the end, it was designed the 1099 versus W two was really designed to either give you the freedom to be go out on your own within certain parameters, or if you're doing regular work, to make sure business owners are doing the right thing by their employees and paying yeah. properly. I don't think you hit on the nail. You, we, we shouldn't be mad at the IRS, right? They're not the ones overspending. That's Congress. <laughs> right, exactly. Or just, or you just sit there and think, you know, tax bills laws are created to, with the idea of, of encouraging or incentivizing certain behavior. So you sit there and think a W-2 employee versus a 1099, make sure that employees are getting treated fairly and taken care of and, you know, understanding their obligation. And if you're doing work for somebody, well, then I'm an employee. If I'm not, if I have a lot more control and freedom over the work I'm doing, then I can really be a 1099 contractor. So just, you know, yeah. it leads into it. Like you say, you can't be mad at the IRS. It's the people who put the rules in place. And I think this one is a good one so that people who do work don't get screwed. 
Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I was more speaking specifically of people being mad at the IRS because of the amount they have to pay. I'm like, no, that's not the IRS's fault. That's uh, you it's know. just Yeah. You don't like it. But that's, that's, like, it, that's, like being, that's like being mad at your accountant for how much you got to pay. You're like, I just calculated the numbers. I just, you know, you're the one made the money. Yeah, exactly. And I just, <laughs> and I seem to think you and I had a conversation several months ago when we were talking taxes where you were like, if I have to write a six figure check to the IRS, well, then you know what that means? I made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're, you're right. But, 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 but it, I don't think it negates the fact that you're like, but what am I getting for these services? Cause I feel like now we're getting less and less is the whole conversation, right? That's a, that's a, you know, um, that's a, that's maybe another conversation for a whole different podcast off the road. I was going to say but, that. But you're right. I, 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 one day want to write a six figure check to the IRS. It'll be painful and exciting at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but more importantly, <laughs> if you're a business owner, just make sure you're following that IRS.gov or IRS 10 point rules and the Department of Labor. Because again, if you're not doing it right, boy, the penalties can be fall are terrible. And the audit and the, oh boy, I just, I don't even want to think about the horrible things that can befall you if you're not doing it right. Well, just make sure y'all are doing it right. And if you're, and if you're not, or you don't know, or you question it, Call Allison. Yes. Or I guess, you know, a couple of days when Susanna talks workers comp, make sure you got that force in place. Because there are even 1099 contractors. I understand you need to have good workers comp insurance in place. Good to know. Good to know. Well, everybody know how they can reach you if they're interested in more information. So you can go to my website, rafemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rafemartinaccounting.com. And I would love to talk 1099 W2. And uh, let me see, like I said, Valentine's Day is coming up. So think, how do you show your love? Get your 1099s out and your tax return filed. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Appreciate you. Have have a good one. You too. Talk to you later, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.